0: Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm
1: Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadot and Chilson Chrysler Dodge... Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at Chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family.
2: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
3: Wax 104.5 for this Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith running the show this morning. And if you're getting up and about, you probably heard some rumblings yesterday that there was going to be some rain. Well, it was misting on my way in. A little bit of rain and there was a few snow flurries, but nothing crazy there. And I just stepped outside here not too long ago and no rain right now. However... Rain is in the forecast for today with a little bit of a wintry mix. 38 for a high. So that's the good news. Right now we're at 36 degrees in the Eau Claire area. About 34 in Nilsville, Medford area. 35 in Marshfield. So just be a little aware of the road condition. Because you never know. You get into a low spot where it's colder. Roads could freeze a bit. So just keep an eye on that. Otherwise, the weekend, we can't really complain too much about the weather. I do know... I am kind of tired of this icy, crusty snow we have. I think it should melt, and we can get some nice, fresh, fluffy snow. The kids can be back outside playing. However, I did get outvoted in my house. They said, no, we don't need any more snow. We just need spring. So it's up to you if you enjoy being outside with a little bit of fluffy snow or you like the spring. I like both, but I don't know. I still kind of like a little bit of snow cover. But we've got a lot of stuff going on this morning in agriculture. Today, the markets are closed because of Martin Luther King Day. However, the overnight from Friday, Friday was still open into that overnight hour. So we do have some updated markets for you. We're going to be talking about that and Wisconsin Leopold Conservation Award. It's time to get some nominations out there. We're talking about that, Culver's, and of course, the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo coming up here in just a few weeks. Stay tuned. Stay where you are. You can get up and move, I guess. You know, blink a little bit, breathe. That's always a benefit. Do those things, and we will get you up to base on what's all going on in the agricultural area.
4: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm
3: Report. (laughs) I was just thinking about this. What did I really do this weekend? And we went grocery shopping. (laughs) That was really the highlight. I know a lot of people are like, that's like their date day. And that's what we kind of did too. My husband and I said, you know what? We're going to go grocery shopping. And it's like, wow. I, I think that's when I knew I was getting older is when that's like the highlight of your weekend is going grocery shopping to get away from the kids. But you know what? We got some good deals and we didn't buy all those extras because otherwise, even though my husband says he's the tough guy in the family, guess what? He's not. When it comes to the kids asking for Oreos or chocolate chip cookies, he buys them all the time. But be aware, the roads were good on the way in. But as we kind of go into that morning hour, the temperatures may dip just a little bit. So keep an eye on the roads because you don't want to be all over the road. 5.01 on this Monday morning. It is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some news.
4: Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: All right, we're, we're going to try the news again. It did work just a minute ago. So let's see if it will work again.
5: NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Pacific Moisture is expected to wallop California this morning. This after the storm-battered state saw more rain and gusty winds over the weekend. Some parts of California have gotten more rain in the past two weeks than all of last year. At least 19 people have been killed as a result. Forecasters and first responders are urging folks in California to be vigilant once the devastating storms finally subside because of the possibility of shifting ground. Phil Farrar with more.
6: National Weather Service meteorologist Brian Adams says when we see large amounts of rain, it takes a while for the ground to recover. So there is at least
7: a slightly enhanced risk for some mud and landslides in some of the more sensitive areas.
6: Forecasters say water will trickle down from the mountains. That could cause rivers and creeks to temporarily rise for days. Adam says you want to be careful if you are traveling through canyons and mountain areas where the waters could gush. I'm Phil Farrar.
5: Congressman Adam Schiff says it's possible that national security was jeopardized by the handling of President Biden's classified documents. I don't think we can exclude the possibility without knowing more of the facts. Appearing on ABC's this week, the California Democrat stated that he'd like to know exactly what documents were discovered in unauthorized locations. Schiff went on to say that the appointment of a special counsel to investigate the situation was the right move. He noted the attorney general has to make sure justice is evenly applied. President Biden honored the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in Atlanta on Sunday. Trey Thomas with more.
4: Speaking from the pulpit at Ebenezer Baptist Church on what would have been the slain civil rights leader's 94th birthday, Biden urged Americans to follow in Dr. King's footsteps. We can do our best to seek a life of light and hope and love and yes, truth. Biden called
5: King a nonviolent warrior for justice. Michael Kastner, NBC News
4: Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: We're a few minutes after 5 o'clock and it's time to check in with some weather. And I just double-checked now. All schools are on schedule. So if you're thinking maybe with the rain there's going to be some ice I can sleep in, nope, school is on schedule so far across the area. I'll be checking it periodically to make sure that stays the same. But as of right now, all schools are regular schedule. So temperatures around the area right now. We've got Medford at 34 degrees. We've got La Crosse there at 39. Marshfield was at 35 this morning. Green Bay, 38 degrees. Rice Lake is at 35. Wausau at 34. Madison, 37 degrees. And Milwaukee, 39. Today, we're going to have a chance of some rain this morning is coming in. Some areas are getting rain right now with a little bit of a wintry mix. Looking at a high of 38 degrees. Tonight is going to be that rain-snow mix with a low of 33, right at that freezing temp, so be aware. Tomorrow, snow in the morning and then cloudy in the afternoon, high of 35. Tomorrow night, cloudy and 26. Wednesday, mostly cloudy and 32 degrees. However, Wednesday night, potential winter storm coming our way. So far, they're talking 3 to 5 inches. But it's going to be 27 degrees that night, so that's why we're going to get that snow. Right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 36 degrees. Only going to raise about 2 degrees more, but keep an eye on the roads. They were wet this morning coming in. Parking lots are slick, so be careful. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by...
4: Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: And let's take a look at your morning markets again, brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Your choice fed beef steers are at 146 to 160. You're mixed 109 and a half to 145 and a half. Choice fed beef heifers, 145 and a half to 160 and a half. You're mixed 88 to 145. Choice fed Holstein steers, 130 to 140. Select and choice, 84 to 129. Cows are at 65 to 105. Bulls, 59 to 99. Butcher hogs, 49 and a half to 66. Sows, 40 and a half to 42 and a half. Fours, 17 to 13. Shorn market lambs, 115 to 132, and your unshorn market lambs are also 115 to 132. Feeder lambs, 125 to 275. Your ewes are at 75 to 100. Your small goats are 35 to 255. Medium is at 75 to 275. Large goats, 140 to 530. Nanny goats, 50 to 210. Switching over to the Mercantile Exchange, we've got live cattle for February's at 157.72, up 17 cents. April's at 160.90, down just two cents. June is at 157.07, up 15 cents. Feeder cattle for January's at 181.25, down 87 cents. March is at 182.87, down $1.40. April's at $187.05, down a dollar thirty-five. Lean hogs for February's at $78.65, down a dime. April's at $87.27, up a dime. And May is at ninety-five fifteen, up just a nickel. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade. Markets are closed today, but we'll be opening up later on for the overnight. But as of Friday, we've got your March corn was up four cents to six seventy five. Your March Oats up two to three sixty-four. March soybeans up nine cents to fifteen twenty-seven. Your March soybean meal down five dollars a ton to four seventy-six thirty a ton. March wheat up a penny at seven forty-three. Switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese was down one and three quarter cent to a dollar seventy and three quarters. Your blocks down eight and three quarter cent on Friday to two dollars. Double-A grade butter was down a half a cent to two forty two and a half. And your class three futures for January down six cents to nineteen forty six. February down nineteen cents to eighteen fifty nine. March down eleven to eighteen twenty nine. April down eight cents to eighteen fifty four. May down eleven cents to 1895 and then those markets were downward trending through this year so we'll keep an eye on that hopefully they'll turn around they always do it's monday morning we're going to touch base with some news and if you are or are you know a wisconsin farmer or forest landowner who is improving soil health water quality and wildlife habitat on your working land you should think about applying for the 2023 wisconsin leopold conservation award That's given in honor of renowned conservationist Aldo Leopold. The award recognizes landowners who inspire others with their dedication to land, water, and wildlife habitat management on private and working land. Nominations may be submitted on behalf of a landowner, or you can submit yourself. You can nominate yourself for this award. The application can be found at sandcountyfoundation.org. The Leopold Conservation Award will be presented again at the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting in December. Culver's has done it again. According to the Wisconsin Ag Connection, Culver's Thank You Farmers Project has now eclipsed $4 million raised since its creation back in 2013. Through initiatives organized by Culver's and the fundraising efforts of local restaurants throughout last year, the program has raised $750,000 towards its mission of advocating for the positive impact agriculture has on the world. That's really amazing. I know my kids love going to Culver's. They love the ice cream, and so do I. <laughs> and you got to mark your calendars for the Wisconsin Corn Soy Expo coming up in just a few weeks, February 2nd and 3rd, at the Kalahari Resort in the Dells. The Wisconsin Soybean Programs, Wisconsin Corn Programs, and the Wisconsin Pork Association are bringing together over 1,200 corn, soybean, and pork producers. The trade show hosts over 120 companies and 155 booths. Now this is a 2-day educational program filled with informative sessions led by university specialists and industry specialists. So to pre-register for the Corn Soy Expo, go to cornsoyexpo.org. Pretty simple. We're going to be hearing from We've got Jill stahl Tyler. We they visited her at The World Dairy Expo, we're going to be talking about that. What's going on? Global cows. So some interesting stuff we'll be hearing from Bob Boesold. He's coming in next.
4: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: The dairy industry truly is a global industry. We saw that recently at World Dairy Expo, people from all over the world. One of those there is Jill Stahl-Tyler, president of Global Cow. And Jill, you had a booth here, Map of the World, and really emphasizing the global industry we have in dairy. First of all, what is Global Cow, and how did you come up with the idea?
1: So, Global Cow works with international experiences and international training throughout the world. People come in to the United States, they also go out from the United States, and sometimes people don't even have anything to do with the United States, and I'm just the connection point. Some of our folks are here this week. We have training going on for just a short, short time, which is just an afternoon. I have a group as well from the Dominican. They're here with me for a whole week looking at farms, looking at industry and infrastructure the way we support our kids and youth in dairy in the United States, taking home ideas back to the Dominican. Then folks that want to go abroad for a year or for a couple months, we also do that. So
2: tell me how this concept got started and where you saw the need and the niche.
1: So I actually originally worked for the Holstein Association out in Vermont, where I'm actually from now. I guess I'm from Illinois, but can't have to claim Vermont after 30 years, right? and worked with them doing that. There was definitely an interest by the Holstein farmers to expand their international markets and to have folks come in and learn about how we did things here, and then it was an easier sell for our genetics when they went to look to buy and improve their own herds. It continues over the years. I'd say now it's about genetics. It's about management. And what I really love is like what we did with the Dominican group And we're talking to these international companies. We don't say, you know, this is the exact thing that you need to copy us, but here's some parts of... Of what we do that might be really applicable for you when you look at it. What's your ideal cow? What are you looking for, say, in genetics or in management? What works for you in your climate, in your environment?
2: So you're working more with uh, managers and industry leaders than, say, someone that's going to come in and milk cows on a
1: farm. Depends. A group that's with me this week was specifically chosen and is some of our taxpayer dollars from the U.S. at work. So yes, those guys are industry leaders. Um, The other folks that come in may just be university students that we think maybe someday will be, but they could also just go back home and be farmers. Um, Maybe they're also veterinarians. Those guys are usually 20 to 30 years of age, and they'll come up for a whole year and be working on dairy farms here. Milking cows, they'll do some of, but they're typically looking to do more than just milk cows. They need to have the whole experience, understanding the management, the calf raising, the genetic program, the transition cow management, the entire circle of what's going on on the dairy farm.
2: About how many countries over the years since you've had Global Cow Limited have you touched as far as people coming and going from the United States to Lord knows where?
1: That would be a good thing for me to calculate and have that answer, wouldn't it? <laughs> so I'm going to guess that there's over two or 3,000 people that we've worked with, and I think at least 30 or 40 countries. Do
2: you focus mainly on uh, certain parts of the country or all over the world?
1: So my, I end up focusing on Latin America because I speak Spanish and Portuguese, um, but I also have to focus on where we can get U.S. embassies to give visas. Unfortunately, like I have tons of people from Africa, Uganda, Tanzania, especially, that would love to come in. And I keep telling them no in the majority of cases because they're just not going to get a visa. And then it, it's pointless for all of us and frustrating. Pakistan, I have tons of people want to come in. And again, I have a heck of a time. India, getting those visas to be processed. So we end up with countries like ecuador argentina um, we also work with mexicans that come in and actually can work legally um, again not as milkers that's a problem for all of us we need some immigration reform and have needed it for about twenty thirty years um, But for right now the people that can come in they have to be a little bit higher level than just milking
2: you say you speak uh, spanish and portuguese as well as english obviously But uh, how much of a challenge is it for you to find people that can help when you bring people in from Africa or other parts of the world that uh, speak other languages?
1: So the Africans all speak pretty good English, almost always. Um, And English is really the in-demand language. I also work at home in Vermont with international exchange students, and it's almost like a rite of passage. Their parents, like we Americans, are setting aside for college. They're setting aside to send their kids abroad for a year in in a lot of places in Spain because it is, or Germany, a lot of kids from there that come in. And it's just that needed and that much of a step forward if you can speak fluently in English.
2: Now this isn't an exchange program, is it, where a student will go over and live with a family over there? You're going over there for a specific reason, and I would imagine there's uh, some kind of a curriculum that they're following in all these different countries, right, for the dairy industry?
1: So for the guys that are coming into the United States, they have an actual training plan. And they are, while they're working, they're following that training plan. They're, they're achieving specific goals and learning levels while they're here. Um, for the international exchange students that come from the high school level, they're actually here in a high school class for the entire year.
2: So how many different types of curriculum or programs do you have to put together because you got people at different uh, levels of skill as far as the dairy industry this has to be challenging for you and, and the people that help you put this together
1: it's somewhat challenging, but we can do kind of some broad points and then it, it can kind of encompass a lot of different levels as long as they're in dairy farms. I think my bigger challenge is when somebody comes to me in outside of dairy or now they've had some people asking for dairy processing. Um, and that is not an area I've worked in as much, so getting those training plans pulled together is trickier.
2: I was going to say, what's been the response of the dairy industry? It sounds like people like this concept that you've put together. If they want to expand it to processing, it, it, there's a big future, it sounds like to me.
1: So the, the biggest challenge for the people that come in for one year is that their visas are only valid for one year. So as you're a dairy farmer and you look at it, you get somebody most people tell me the first 6 months you're breaking somebody in establishing what that person can do building trust and and a learning capacity and then suddenly they go home after another 6 months and you start over from zero that's a frustrating part of the J1 but that is the point of that type of visa it's training they're supposed to go back home and utilize what they've learned and help their own country's dairy industry develop and grow So then the people that come back and they say, so where are we going to go, that we want that person to stay. And there is a way, and I do work with that. It's an EB3 visa, but it's about two years worth of processing. And so it's a long time, and it's difficult to wait for that long on a dairy farm and try to figure out how to get them here. It is possible but it is, it's not fast. Again, that's where I come back to the immigration reform that we really, I mean, I have tons of people around the world that would just like to come and work, live here um, and be a, you know, they like cows. And a lot of them, what's sad sometimes is some of the people say from Colombia over the years are really well-trained at home. They come up here, they get even better training and they're really a valued part of the organization on that farm. Then they have to go home because of the visa. And when they go back home, there isn't that level of farm that can hire them and really take advantage of all that they can offer.
3: And again, that was Jill Stahl-Tyler down at World Dairy Expo. Some interesting stuff. We'll have that up on the podcast a little bit later on. So you can go to waxradio.com, click on the Midwest Farm Report, and that podcast will be up a little bit later. But we got to keep moving along this morning. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming in next. We'll have Rocky Olson. So stay with us here, and then we'll be checking base with some news, weather, whole lot of more stuff coming up. And we're almost at 530 in the morning for this Monday, and we got to check in with Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky.
8: Good morning.
3: So I just looked outside again. It's just wet here. The, the parking lot is ice. Don't get me wrong, but... Everything else is looking pretty good. How about by you?
8: Good. I did just uh, didn't really go check it out. So, uh, yeah, it looks a little wet out on the concrete, but uh, I guess the temperature is warm enough it's not icing it, like,
3: Yeah, that's so. a good thing. And I was going to ask you, do your kids look forward to the quote-unquote snow days, even if they're virtual or actual snow days?
8: I don't know if they do as much as they used to because they still have to stay somewhat busy now.
3: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
8: know. It's not like a free day quite like it used to
3: be. So. Oh, I miss those free days when it was like you waited for the snow and you couldn't wait. And when it was a snow day, everyone got together and went sledding. Yeah. I miss those days. Yeah. Well, we don't want to miss anything else going on. So catch us up. What's going on over at Premier Livestock? Uh,
8: thank you. Uh, here's how the uh, market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Last week uh, we sold over 2,500 head of livestock. Uh, fed cattle traded steady to stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 135 to 149. Low choice and selects, 125 to 134. Choice beef steers and heifers, 142 to 155. Market cows stronger. High-yielding cows from 81 to 94. Most cows, 65 to 79. Market bulls, uh, high-yielding 85 to 103. Lower-yielding 84 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves very strong last week, uh, mostly on the Holsteins from 100 to 230 per head. Your beef calves 150 to 385. Uh, dairy cattle auction held last Wednesday. Uh, top fresh cows 22 to 2950. Uh, other good cows from 15 to 2175. Top Holstein spring and heifers 15 to 2000. Uh, this week we got a really nice lineup of dairy cattle, expecting 250 head of dairy cattle. We do have a 75 cow Holstein. Holstein herd dispersal. Those are going to be Thai stall cows, 60 years of AI breeding. We got over 100 fancy reputation parlor free stall cows and some exceptional Holstein spring and heifers. Uh, this week, Tuesday, is also our special feeder cattle auction. We're expecting six to 800 head of feeder cattle and 100 head of bred beef cows, including a complete beef herd dispersal of 55 bred cows. All the details at Premier Livestock and Questions, call us, 715 229 2500. Don't forget, we sell hay and bedding every Wednesday by auction at 9.30 a.m. Upcoming machinery auction is going to be on March 24th. And that's the way it's shaped up, Kristen.
3: That sounds good. Well, you be careful out there just in case we do get some ice. But so far, I think we're going to be good.
8: All right. Sounds great. Have a good day.
3: You too. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock this morning. We've got your weather, news, markets. It's a busy day yet
4: for those who work in acres not in hours wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report
3: well before we check in with some weather this morning i just checked again no school closing so that means the kids gotta get up they gotta get ready brush their teeth comb their hair grab an apple for the teacher and get ready to head out the door because school is in session i think that's a rock song or something i don't remember i think i saw it in a movie once i can't think i think well that was school's out for summer but i think there's another one in there too but let's see if our skywarn 13 meteorologist mike dandrea is available this morning mike are you there this morning
7: i sure am when am i not here i'm always ready to talk to you
3: i don't know i mean (laughs) i i wasn't sure because i I had an easy drive-in, but I didn't know how the roads are in this neck of the woods. So I didn't know if you were with us or not this morning.
7: Well, the good news out of this is that uh, most of us are expecting rain out of this because this is coming from a system that usually brings us more snow. uh, But in this case, it's tracked further towards the northwest, and that puts us in the warm sector. So we are expected to remain mild uh, for today, and any precipitation falling likely going to remain as rain for most of the day with our highs into the upper 30s, some of us into the low 40s as well. Now, going into tonight, there may be a few snowflakes that try to mix in with it, mostly late tonight and uh, through the early hours of tomorrow morning. But this, unlike some of our last few weathermakers, not going to be one of those multi-day events. This will depart by tomorrow morning and, again, could leave us with just a lingering snow shower. Otherwise, mostly cloudy for tomorrow with highs into the mid-30s. Wednesday will have a few peaks of sunshine, but I think clouds will dominate for most of the day as we only get to the low 30s, which is still above average, of course. Then we are tracking the potential for another storm system that may bring us snow on Wednesday night and lasting through Thursday morning with a mostly cloudy sky on Thursday and highs into the upper 20s and low 30s. More seasonal on Friday, mid-20s for our highs as cloud cover hangs around. And then we slowly warm it back up into the low 30s by Sunday Now, at the moment, it's overcast and, for the moment, staying dry in a temperature of 36 degrees in Eau Claire.
3: Now, is that Wednesday night? I heard that there's a chance of a snowstorm coming in.
7: Right, yeah, that is something that we're tracking Wednesday night going into Thursday, um, and especially with the temperatures into the mid to upper 20s on Wednesday night and low 30s by Thursday. Most of this is expected to be snow, but it'll be more of that wet and heavy snow. So okay. it's something that we'll watch over the next couple of days.
3: Okay. Now, before I let you go and get back to work, I've got a bad joke for you.
7: Okay. I
3: don't know. Did you talk to Leanne yet?
7: I did. I, I heard the oh. joke there, but but I heard that there was another one. So if you want yes. to tell me that, I won't spoil it for Leanne.
3: Okay. What is something that cows like to do on a Sunday?
7: Hmm. I don't know.
3: They go to the movies.
7: <laughs> oh, man. That that one was an utter failure. Oh, no, I'm kidding. come on. I liked it.
3: Come, an utter failure. Listen,
7: Kristen, don't have a cow now.
3: Oh, wow, you're snarky today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, be careful out on that patio. Don't want you to slip and fall or anything.
7: I'll try not to.
3: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much.
7: Absolutely. Have a great day.
3: You too. There he goes. Our Skywarn 13 meteorologist this morning. We've got some more weather news. Oh, actually, we've got our news this morning. Morgan's flagging me down. Good morning, Morgan, and catch us up. I hope you had a safe drive in.
0: What's going on in the news? Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. Plugging back in from that weekend and the start of a new week brings us to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day across the nation. President Biden honored the legacy in Atlanta on Sunday. Sounded like this.
6: Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a nonviolent warrior for justice who followed the word and the way. ...of his Lord and his Savior.
0: I was speaking from the pulpit at Ebenezer Baptist Church on what would have been the late civil rights leader's 94th birthday. As we looked at other headlines bringing us closer to our area, police in Chippewa Falls not saying much about a shooting downtown over the weekend, but they're calling it an attempted homicide. Investigators say they got a call Saturday about a woman who said she'd been shot, and then a couple hours later police found the suspect who they say shot her. Officers say the two know each other, but they're not offering many more specifics quite yet. Also not saying what led up to that shooting, still under investigation. Well, we trace a power outage back to an eagle. This happened in the Hudson area yesterday afternoon. XL Energy says about 800 people were left in the dark. Hudson officer James Wildman said he heard a boom and then later found that eagle, unfortunately lying dead near the power line, saying he called the DNR. And then XL said it took about four hours to restore power to people in the Hudson area. Well, we look to the political stage where a familiar name to our area talks PFAS, and that includes funding. It's U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin that took part in this, a firsthand look at Wausau's new drinking water treatment plant. The Wisconsin Democrat helped secure federal funding after PFAS contamination was discovered in all of the city's wells. Baldwin encourages other communities dealing with PFAS to reach out to her office. We are trying to also be in um, uh, contact constantly with the federal agencies, the EPA in particular, but also state agencies And um, if nothing else, be a resource for referrals. As she says, there are still a good deal of unknowns surrounding PFAS. Continuing on that political stage, will the flat tax plan fall flat? Well, we'll show you different sides so you can decide. On one side of the aisle, Democrats at the Wisconsin Capitol call the plan a tax cut for millionaires example. Madison State Senator Melissa Agard says the plan from Senate Republicans helps people who earn more in our state. Uh, across the aisle, though, Republican lawmakers and conservative groups say giving people money back will help all taxpayers in the state. Example there Eric Bott with Americans for Prosperity saying lowering taxes will also make Wisconsin more attractive for workers and companies. Well, when it comes to that money, <laughs> the main attraction shows a winning ticket all the way in Maine. We might not be waking up a billionaire. But somebody is. Friday's Mega Millions drawing ticket in Maine was worth $1.3 billion and actually a first for the state. And we take it from Maine to Ohio as a trip across the Union shows us that the man believed to be one of the last surviving Tuskegee Airmen has died. Trey Thomas brings us that story.
4: The family of Harold Brown shared word of his passing on social media late last week. Brown spent two months as a prisoner of war after his plane was shot down in German territory during World War II. In 2007, President George W. Bush and members of Congress presented Brown and the rest of the pioneering african-american aviators known as the tuskegee airmen with a congressional gold medal harold brown was 98 years old i'm trey thomas
0: and in the dairy land we headed back to the barn where the chores have to be done no matter what and Kristen smith leads the way as she's live local and right along with you on what 104.5 thanks so much morgan and have a great day yourself
3: and it's that time in the morning. We need to check in with some morning markets. We're gonna head over to the Equity L Tuna Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how'd the sale go last week?
9: Choice Beef Steers and Heifers $1.25 to $1.51. Choice Dairy Cross Steers and Heifers $1.25 to $1.50. High Yielding Choice and Prime Holstein Steers $1.38 to $1.48. Choice Holstein Steers $1.20 to $1.37. Select Underfinished Heavyweight Oversized Steers and Heifers $1.19 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 72 to 84. We had a top of 89. 60% of the cows sold from 58 to 71. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 57 and down. Organic Market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 80 to $1.15. bottom 20 Percent of the organic cows sold from 79 and down. Call bulls sold from 65 to 90. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 50 to 125 dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from 50 dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to 260 dollars per head. Our next special feeder sale at the Altoona market is Friday, January 20th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715 835 3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
3: Thanks so much, Jim. You as well. That was Jim Lindsay over at the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we got to head over to the Equity Stratford Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry.
6: Well, Kristen, and good morning to you. And uh, you're solo this morning, huh?
3: I am. It's kind of fun once in a while.
6: Yeah, well, as uh, long as you remember where everything is.
3: For the most part, you know. I remembered the door code to get in this morning. That was good. Um, you know. <laughs> Found everything good.
6: <laughs> oh, that's a—you've uh, got the day conquered then, and uh, well, of course, uh, a lot of folks have the day off today, and I think there's uh, uh, some of the kids don't have school today either. But we are open at Equity Stratford, so we'll get that out of the way right away. So,
3: yep, sounds good, and I'm here, so that's always a bonus. See, they put us working people right at the front lines.
6: You know, I mean, all these holidays that the government has—it's it's a wonder nothing gets done. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, maybe they really need a vacation.
6: Uh, we won't go there. <laughs> we we we'll, up. Uh, uh, we don't want to get in more trouble than we're already in. All right, so we'll tell the folks about what's going on here at Equity Stratford this week.
3: Sounds good. Take it away, Jerry.
6: All right, Kristen. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. Full marketing week here uh, at Equity Stratford this week. We'll start this morning. Monday morning, get right away underway this morning, right away with uh, cull cows, our conventional type market cows today that we sell head cattle, also bulls, Uh, baby calves today at 1130, and tomorrow, a busy day tomorrow here at Stratford, we do get started tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with Hay and Bedding Auction, and we do have... uh, A lot of small squares of hay for that sale tomorrow. So if you folks are looking for small squares, we'll have those tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Tomorrow we got the uh, dairy sale. We've got a large dairy sale tomorrow here for you folks. We've got uh, several consignments, some good quality cattle. We've got a consignment of 30 springing heifers. These are freestyle heifers. They're organic certified. Most of these are Holsteins. There's a few fleckbees in there. And, again, uh, the owner here dispersed their mounting herds. They kept the heifers, and so now they're selling them as they are, get real close to calving. So you've got a lot of real close heifers here. We do have another consignment of uh, recently fresh, a freestyle Holstein cows, and these cows are all fresh less than a month. And uh, they're coming from a top dairy overstocked, and also we do have another consignment of Holstein cows, all stages of lactation. So, if you folks are in the dairy business, we got a good selection of cattle for you uh, tomorrow again. That'll be eleven o'clock following the dairy auction tomorrow. We we'll have the market auction that will include organic market cows and also conventional market cows. Wednesday auction does start at ten thirty. Full marketing day on Wednesday, and uh, we do feature feed uh, fed cattle on Wednesday. Our feeder cattle sale on Wednesday at twelve thirty start. Thursday auction is at 11 o'clock start with market cattle and baby calves. So we got a full week on tap, Kristen. And uh, again, we'll be back here tomorrow morning, give an update on the uh, current market prices, and we'll see how things are transpiring. And uh, I think the Board of Trade is closed today too, isn't it?
3: Yep, correct. All the markets are closed today because of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. They are opening for the overnight. So at 7 p.m. tonight, the Chicago Board will open back up, and then everything is business as usual tomorrow.
6: Well, that'd be good. So, well, but you're on duty, and uh, folks at Equity are on duty. So, again, we'll have a report tomorrow morning. And uh, uh, Jill will be back tomorrow?
3: Yep, she'll be in tomorrow morning.
6: And I I know it's, uh, well, I tell you, some of the places today are going to get ice, but right now it's just 33 degrees, and nothing's freezing just yet. So I don't know.
3: You know, and speaking of ice, Jerry, we actually got to give a shout-out to the plowmen out there.
6: You know, the guys are all here moving
3: the snow and salting and... You know, I know some people think, oh, they're slow. They're in my way. You know, really, we should call them like, you know, they're like our guardian angels. They're making sure we can get to where we need to be.
6: And- well, that's true. And it's a, and, and we're in one of these winters where it's just so unconventional. I mean, what's wrong with just getting seven, eight inches of snow, plowing the roads off and going from there? But now we got this ice to deal with power lines are down it's it's been very very difficult so you're correct we we owe those folks a big debt of gratitude
3: exactly them the haulers the milk haulers truck drivers everybody i mean they're right out there when we're staying at home they don't get that choice they gotta get where they need to be and deliver what needs to be done
6: you betcha well very good Kristen. we'll talk to you uh, later on and we'll talk to jill tomorrow
3: morning sounds good have a good one jerry Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Equity Barn. And right now we're going to do a little bit of a throwback. Ten minutes or so before the 6 o'clock hour. Lots of stuff coming up yet, and I just checked again. School is on. The roads are not icy, so kids got to get up and get moving. And we're actually going to head over and talk about short rotation, nitrogen. How is that near alfalfa stands? We're going to check in with our next girl alfalfa update program with Dr. Dan Undersander.
2: Right about now we're putting our final cropping plans into place for twenty twenty three. Does Alfalfa figure into it as far as our rotations and the input costs we have? And Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, is with us on our Next Girl Alfalfa update program. And I know Dan over the years you have put some of these uh, numbers to paper and figured some things out. What do we see with the different lengths of our rotation as far as some of the input costs and some of the benefits?
10: Bob, things have changed, particularly with the high price of nitrogen. And when we follow alfalfa with corn, we see two benefits. One is the nitrogen benefit, and the other is what we call a rotational benefit. We don't know what it's from, maybe microbes in the soil or something, but we see about a 20% yield increase for either corn, grain, or silage when it follows alfalfa, 20%. With the value of corn now, that's worth quite a bit. In the past, I have recommended a three-year rotation of alfalfa because the yield of alfalfa generally peaks in the second or third year And uh, by the fourth year, you're likely to see a 25 or 30 percent yield potential decline. However, one of the things that uh, we've considered for this time is maybe it's important and and it certainly is economic to go to even shorter rotations of alfalfa. If we look at the uh, savings in nitrogen fertilizer of about eight or nine hundred dollars an acre because we don't need a nitrogen fertilizer if we're following alfalfa when we plant the corn. The other thing, then, is that rotational benefit and that 6 or $7 bushel corn, that's a significant amount of money. So one of the proposals I would suggest is maybe what we should do is think about a two-year stand of alfalfa. We know that after two years, the alfalfa has... It's maximum effect on legume credits. Uh, We're in a maximum yield range. If we're doing a spring seeding, um, that could be one of two things. It could be a spring seeding with a small grain to keep our yield up and then keep it the next year and then turn the sand over. If we're doing a late summer seeding, we could be seeding alfalfa in the fall, keeping it two production years, and then again turning over the sand. The main point is we've always felt that keeping an alfalfa stand a year longer was cost effective, and now it's kind of being penny wise and pound foolish. Um, we should be thinking of alfalfa as a source of nitrogen fertilizer and how much we can use that to uh, reduce our nitrogen fertilizer bills, and then recognize the corn's going to yield more than corn following corn. The other thing that we really just need to pay attention to though is to think about the herbicides we're using on our corn crop prior to planting the alfalfa. One of the major concerns is that a lot, a number of the herbicides for corn now have a two growing season or an 18 month period of no plant for alfalfa following use of the herbicide. If you want to go to shorter rotations, it might be worthwhile to consider using a shorter life residual of the herbicide and then being able to turn over that field because we are seeing a lot of fields that have herbicide injury from the residual of that applied to corn. So do think about the potential for the greater economy of going to a shorter rotation. If we really want to go to a shorter rotation and it we might need to pay attention to the herbicides
2: we put on the corn. Thank you, Dan. Good information when you're planning your rotations. Dan Undersander, nitrogen benefits with an alfalfa stand. On our next Grow Alfalfa Update program.
4: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
3: And five minutes before six o'clock, let's take a final look at our morning markets. And these will be brought to you by Northside Elevator in Loyal. On the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your march corn up four at 675. March oats up two at 364. March soybeans up nine cents at 1527. March soybean meal was down $5 a ton to four seventy six thirty dollars a ton. March wheat up a penny at $7.43. Switching over to country elevators in the area, we've got golden plump in Arcadia at $6.49 for corn. Baldwin's at six thirty-two for corn, fourteen fifty-six for beans. Durand is at six twenty-three and fourteen fifty. Mondovi's at six thirty-four and fourteen fifty-five. Elm was at six thirty-two and fourteen sixty. Fall Creek is at six fourteen for corn, fourteen thirty-five for beans. Osseo's at six thirty-seven and fourteen sixty. Elk Mound is at six twenty-three and fourteen fifty-four. Sparta's at six twenty for corn. 1449 for beans. Ellsworth is at 603 and 1406. Northside and Loyal's at 620 for corn, 1457 for beans. In Arcadia, they're at 639 and 1459. Wheat and grain in Chippewa, 620 for corn, 1468 for beans. In Connorsville, 620 for corn, 1463 for beans. As in all plants in the area, Boysville's at 645, Stanley's at 637, New Richmond's at 634. And then the dairy side. Barrel cheese was down one and three quarter cent to a dollar seventy and three quarters. Your blocks were down eight and three quarter cent on Friday to two dollars. A grade butter down a half a cent to two forty two and a half. And your class three futures for January were down six to nineteen forty-six. February down nineteen cents to eighteen fifty-nine. March down eleven to eighteen twenty-nine. April down eight to eighteen fifty-four. May down eleven to eighteen ninety-five. And then those markets were downward trending through this year 2023 but those markets will turn around they always seem to do and we're about 36 degrees right now in the eau claire area we've got a little bit of rain coming our way possible little bit of a wintry mix but we're looking at a high of 38 degrees
4: You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovie And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.
0: Do you love maple syrup? Ever thought of making your own? Blaine's Farm and Fleet makes it easy with just a few key items. Stop in today for some friendly advice and all the supplies you need to tap and gather your sap.